I think feeding off of that energy sometimes at conferences and allowing panelists and speakers to potentially be there with crew so that they can make it exciting for people who are attending virtually, I think is, I mean, that's what I've seen done this year. And I, I think it's been done really, really well because it's hard to get that that level of an excitement and engagement and make it feel like it's an in-person event if there's not a portion of it that's not actually really live. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. We'd also like to thank TechCXO for its sponsorship of this podcast. Get proven hands-on C-suite executives to take on an interim role and provide fractional help in lead projects. TechCXO on-demand executive model consistently delivers time and cost savings of 50 to 75% compared to a full-time in-house function. They have helped their clients secure over $4 billion in debt and equity financing and have advised clients on over 200 transactions, including due diligence preparation, and financing alternatives. To learn more, please visit their website at techcxo.com. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. So today we're talking about the power of networking. Yes. And how important that is. And the various ways that you can make that happen, given the circumstances and given COVID and even beyond COVID, what that's going to look like. Right. Yeah, because it is. It's going to be a whole new world, right? I mean, the way that we're used to doing things, the way that uh, we're traditionally used to networking has changed. It's changed dramatically, too, but not all for the bad. That's what we have to remember. Absolutely. I think that there's some really good things that have come out of it, like the amount of time that you'd have to, it would take to get to and from networking events, you know, the car time, you lose that. And a lot of times I think uh, a lot of people would just go to various events and may not have much of a strategy. And then it's just a kind of a waste of time or you may not get a chance or the opportunity to meet the people that you wanted to meet or intended to meet. So now I think it forces everyone to be much more intentional with their time and their outreach. But I do think that it gets hard, you know, for for some of these businesses and some of these corporates as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, right? And especially in the corporate world. I mean, we are running from call to call and maybe sometimes issue to issue. So in the virtual world, it really does help us in the way of workload balance, right? It, it helps us be intentional too in making sure that we got the right people in, in the right places. Uh, and sometimes in the virtual world, you know, if you're having a great conversation, like, hey, let me see if I can go get so-and-so to join in on this real fast. And you can... In these virtual environments, you know, pull people into calls, pull them into these these different Zooms and teams that we have going on. And so instead of like, oh, well, you know, when I get back to the office, I'll go hand this card over to so-and-so, you know, and I'll have them follow up with you. And you're waiting a week to have that follow-up conversation. Sometimes I've seen it done like almost real time. And that's kind of exciting if you ask me. That's very exciting. That's very, very, very exciting. So when we think about those businesses who get those calls back like the same day, what kind of impression do you think they're making? What are they saying? You know, what have you seen? What are they sharing? 
Yeah, you know what? I think they're, uh, it's something I've talked in some of my individual episodes about. You know, I think they're being intentional about their why. They understand why they're there. They understand the corporate that they're talking to. They uh, they understand how their product or good or services dovetails into whatever need or reality that that corporate is dealing with at the time. And that's so very, very important. And the nice thing about doing a virtual conference or a virtual networking event is we can be doing this, right? We're on the phone, but also I can have my iPhone or my Samsung or whatever kind of surreptitiously over here to the side, I can be doing research on you at the same time. Right. Right. So I can be having a very much a very real one-to-one conversation, but then also I can be kind of getting intel on the side uh, very easily as well too. So I think it really helps us kind of be smarter, react to the situation, or maybe we hear our corporate say something or our supplier say something that we maybe not understood what the acronym was. We can look it up real fast and not have to kind of pause or have that awkward question moment, or we can help pivot the conversation real fast in a digital world because we have access to so much more information on our computers, on our phones and that type of thing. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I love your feedback and your thoughts and recommendations around starting with why. There's actually a really good book Mm, called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And I really, really, really enjoy that because I think when you're thinking about value proposition and thinking about telling and describing what it is that you do, oftentimes we talk about it in a very technical way as opposed to the why. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I mean, really, it's like, why do I care is really is the is the no, down to. Yes. that's what it comes down to, you know. And so if you're describing what it is that you do. You know, you want to describe it in relation to that person or to the business problem that you're solving. You know, we help, you know, like, for example, higher ground, you know, we help make procurement opportunities more equitable to everyone, to particularly to diverse suppliers. That doesn't say anything about our technology. You know what I mean? So it really just, you know, I think that there is a way that people can describe what they do and thinking about it whether it be a solutions business or service business, and really talk about the problem that you're solving when you're introducing yourself to corporations. You know, we uh, help open up new distribution chains in whatever market, like, you, you know, I mean, from a marketing perspective or from a services perspective, you know, all of these various things, like, and, you know, if you're talking about financial institutions, another way to describe maybe cybersecurity when you're networking could be, you know, we help protect data, you know, financial data and, you know, your assets and all the other various things. I think those are the way, you know, starting with why is a really, really good starting place. Yeah. You know, and I think it also then helps you position your conversation with corporates as well too, right? Uh, Talked a little bit about that before, but I don't think we can say it enough. Uh, And and I I loved your comment about how, uh, especially with what we're doing with um, higher ground and, and making things a little bit more equitable for all suppliers. That's the great thing about virtual conferences too, right? Is that we no longer have this barrier of, oh my goodness, it's a $400 flight for me to get to wherever it is. It is, you know, 250 a night to stay wherever I am. And then, oh my goodness, food and all the just just kind of different day-to-day expenses that go along in traveling, it's a lot of money, right? And sometimes suppliers and even corporates, we don't have this huge budget. We don't have this monstrous war chest, you know, for us all to go and do all these different trade shows as much as we would want to. But in the virtual world, I mean, for an example, uh, hosted a tier two conference a few months ago, we had a record turnout. Why? Because everybody could join it. You know, it, 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 the digital format 
breaks down cost barriers, which is a huge barrier of entry in a lot of different industries, regardless mm-hmm. of the product. But for us, we weren't having to pay for a hotel to sponsor it in. We weren't having to bring in catering for the people that were there, right? So our cost to put the event on was like next to nothing, which means we didn't have to charge anybody to attend. Then the people, not only do they not have to pay to get in, which is fantastic because we've lowered a barrier, but then they didn't have to spend travel money to get there to attend as well. So we were able to get people to be able to show up or then, as we all know, and as in, in, in the small business world, time is literally money, right? And the time that you spend away from the helm literally could be money that you <laughs> might not see generated because you're not there helping steer the ship. So again, now, instead of having one whole day that you've traveled and lost all this time, broken up into two four-hour chunks, uh, much more manageable on people's schedules, much more manageable in the whole work-life balance for everybody. So, I mean, the, the amount of barriers that we're breaking down to make things more equitable for everybody is an amazing thing. And we need to remember that when we talk about these virtual conferences, because I can't tell you how many people I've talked to like, oh, it's another virtual conference. Uh, it's another Zoom call, right? I got news for you guys. They're not going away. And actually, when you stop and think about it from an overall perspective, they make a lot of sense too. I agree. I think they make a lot of sense. I think what we'll see in the future, and this is what I'm hopeful, is a combination of the two. Yeah. Because I love all the aspects that you mentioned of the virtual conference. You know, we a lot of our team is distributed and virtual. And so I am a huge component of virtual, but there is this element of human connection that you make with people when you do face-to-face events, conferences, even lunch that you just can't, you can't get over a virtual event. You just, you can't. And so I think that there's something to be said about that, but I think as as humans, we naturally gravitate towards community, so sense of community, and that comes with being in a circle. And you know, it may be it may be the physical aspect of that sometimes too. So I think hopefully we can get to a happy medium around the two. We'd like to thank the University of Georgia Supply Chain Advisory Board for sponsoring Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. In addition to ensuring the UGA supply chain curriculum meets employers' needs, the board also connects employers with highly qualified students. Join corporate board members like Johnson & Johnson, Home Depot, and the Chick-fil-A to discover and hire tomorrow's supply chain innovators today. To learn more, go to www.terry.uga.edu, click on alumni, and find the supply chain advisory board there. I don't want to say or or come across that I think that virtual 100% is the way to go. Right. I I do love the idea of a hybrid event because let's be honest, if we've had a a pandemic like we've been facing in these recent times where we're making this recording, what else could we be facing? Right. It's it it doesn't just have to be a pandemic. It could be any other disruptor that could come along. And I think we've all realized that we as as business people need to be ready to react to whatever that disruptor is. So I don't think they're ever going to go away. I again, like I said, I'll stand by my my comments about it, it reducing barriers. But I do agree with you. There is at some point where we as humans just have to have that face to face interaction where I'm going to stand in the same room with you. I'm going to actually you know get a read uh, on on the situation, that type of thing. And I think that's just part of our uh, what makes us human right, is, is that wanting to connect. So 
So I think that's that's vitally important for us. And I see that a lot in the conversations and some of the committees and, and different events that I help chair and uh, sit on leadership committees with is like, what does a what does a hybrid event, right? That's what we're starting to call them now as we're looking for. What does a hybrid event look like? What what type of resources does that take? What type of, you know, specialized teams do we have on there? So, I mean, I'm looking at my diverse suppliers. I'm like, um, hello, how are we doing a hybrid event? You know, I'm looking at like my my events production firms and and all these digital media outlets. And I'm like, hey, how do we do a hybrid event, right? And and so it's like, because then you have to start thinking about things like if if I'm charging somebody to come live, I am then going to have to charge somebody to attend virtually. But how do I make the person that attends virtually when they apply their money and they expense it, make it feel like that amount of money is as valuably spent as the person who's there live. So that's the type of things working on. What is the value proposition? What's the return of investment? Yeah, you're absolutely right. When we were in the venture Atlanta, we pitched in October of this year. So COVID was still happening, obviously. And there were elements of it that were live. And it was a certain company that helped put it on. But they had over a thousand attendees virtually. So to your point, record numbers, I believe, um, primarily because it lowered the barrier, people were able to come. But there were elements of it, and I think very exciting for the speakers and very exciting for some of the companies. They were actually there live. And so I think feeding off of that energy sometimes at conferences and allowing panelists and speakers to potentially be there with crew so that they can make it exciting for people who are attending virtually, I think is, I mean, that's what I've seen done this year. And I, I think it's been done really, really well because it's hard to get that that level of an excitement and engagement and make it feel like it's an in-person event if there's not a portion of it that's not actually really live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah. So I think that companies who figure it out um, will be on the forefront definitely in 2021 on how to do that well. And, um, you know, companies will be looking for that anyways, even post this pandemic. I think people will be looking at that model because costs have gone significantly down. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned it again, just the opportunity cost of people's time. You know, when you're a small business owner, you know, it's just, it's, it's challenging. So I think um, a hybrid approach is the best approach. I, I really do. I really do like that, you know, and I, and, and, and kind of going back to the whole time comment, I think that's something that we as uh, business professionals have to look at, right? That's a soft savings or maybe a soft add uh, to our bottom line, to our portfolios. But I think uh, one of the things that we've all seen is the importance of family and family connection and uh, you know, being able to do things virtually really helps with that whole work-life balance. That's not just a big corporate thing, right? Work-life balance is not just a big corporate thing. I can't tell you how many uh, small and diverse business owners I know that are, you know, you've heard me say it before, right? The CEO, the chief everything officer. And uh, they're like, yeah, well, you know, I, I sleep two hours a night. And I'm like, that that just can't be healthy. No, it's <laughs> just, not. It just really cannot be healthy for you. So, I, you know, I think by taking some of this stress out, by having some of these virtually, for, and then we have to then as individuals sit back and go, okay, which ones make sense for me to be live? Which ones make sense for me to virtual? Does my whole team need to be live? Or can some of my team be there and some of my team be virtual, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to offer a lot of flexibility that we haven't really imagined yet either. Yeah. I think that's what I'm excited about seeing what's going to happen is as people really start thinking about this and, and, and think about how, how much 
much they've changed really, right? <clears throat> I know like in the spring, it was like, what is this Zoom? What is this Teams? How do I do that? You know, you, you feel totally awkward talking into a microphone or, or, you know, staring at your computer because you're, you're like, do I look at me? Do I look at you? Do I look at me? Do I look at you? Where am I going? Where are my eyes going? Right. right. Uh, and everybody is like ultra self-conscious about what's going on in the background around yeah. them. You know, it's like, oh, do, do I look professional? How do my walls look? You know, it's mm. like, and now everybody's just like, we've got it down. We know how to use these things. Everybody understands that, you know, we're not in professional studios. I mean, look at you and I right now, right? These yeah. are not professional studios we're in, everybody. Right. But it's getting done. Why? Because we have the technology. The technology is available. The costs of buying the technology are relatively low. Mm -hmm. So all of us can be doing this. There, to my small and diverse suppliers out there, there is no reason for you not to take part in conferences. There's no reason for you not to take part in networking events because the ability to do so is so much easier now. And the reward of being connected is so great. You can't afford not to go buy a nice camera, a good microphone, right. some good lighting. I mean, what are we talking about? Maybe a $400 investment? Well, guess what? That was that round trip ticket that you were going to go buy Yeah. instead of attending the event. And guess what? You're going, they're not going, nobody's going to come and take your microphone away from you. You're going to, barring you do something strange with it, you're going to have it for a very long time and it's going to perform very well for you. So, you know, it's a one-time purchase, unlike a plane ticket, unlike a hotel room, unlike a meal. It's a one-time purchase and equipment that, you know, we can all watch capitalize down on our balance sheets. It's, that is really good stuff. Right. That is really, really, really good stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. And I think, um, It'll be interesting to see how how everyone, you know, just continues to connect and, and network uh, in the this new new year. I mean, 2020 is almost over. And while there were some really good things that I can't I think came from it. I think so. Yeah, I think there are. But I'm, I'm happy to see a new year come. I'm ready to see this one go and happy to, to, to start a new one and hoping that this new one brings um, innovation at a whole new level because I really do think that this year, all of these, all companies, whether large or small, have had to kind of take a look at business practices, their overall business models, operating models, and really think about who are the partners and strategic alliances that I need to be networking with. So when we think about networking, you know, really thinking through where do I want to spend my time? And, you know, I think that as, as business owners, um, from a small business perspective, I, you know, always thinking of growth, 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 growth. If I'm not selling, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It could be selling to customers. It could be selling to potential new hires. It could be selling to, you know, whomever. And so I think as business owners, we have to be really thoughtful when we talk about opportunity, cost, and time. Who should I really be networking with? What are some of the events that I should be going to? Right. And there's a lot of conferences that you can go and just sort of network just to be networking. But I think being diligent about what it is that your strategic plan is as a small business owner is for the next 12 months and being thoughtful around how do any of these conferences help me or further me along in achieving these goals. So just being thoughtful and being smart about your time and where you choose to spend it. And ask, and that's part of that is just asking questions. You know, what's happening at this conference, reading it, getting the details, knowing who's going to be there. Are there their, your customers? Are they potential talent? Um, are they other small businesses that you could partner with? All of those various things are critical. Yeah, no, I think that's 
I think that's very wise insight, right? And I think because we just talked about how cheap it is to do some of these things, right? And to participate, they're everywhere now. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many emails I get. It's like, come join this, come join that. I literally did one today that was so virtual. I got email, not emailed, I got mailed 3D goggles to put my phone in so that I could actually have a 3D virtual, literally virtual experience on the trade show floor. Now, wow. I have to tell you, it was a, I was not disappointed in it. I have to say for what it was, it was incredible. I mean, immersive, right? And, and the goggles I'm talking about are just cardboard fold out goggles that maybe cost two, three bucks. You that download the app and put your phone in it. Right, right, exactly. Incredible. I mean, my entire family enjoyed the conference today, but we were all putting on the goggles <laughs> going, this is unbelievable, that. right? But, but to your point, there's, there's a saturation. There's a saturation point too, right? And so we go back to a why. And the why is, why am I here? Why am I going to participate in this particular online? You know, right? Not all online events are created equal. And so therefore, you need to sit down and go, why am I participating in it? Where, where is the value in this for me? How does this help benefit my product, my story, my solution, my brand? Uh, and does it make sense for me to be here, right? Because otherwise you will be going from virtual event to virtual event to virtual event to virtual event. I used to say last year, <laughs> I think that's going to be the demarcation point for a lot of our conversations. Ah, ha, ha, I can't be in three places at one time. Well, <laughs> joke's on me this year because guess what? You can be. I mean, I literally had a point in time where I had three virtual conferences on the same day at the same hour and I had three different devices running at the same time so I could attend all three conferences. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. Okay. That's at that point where what you just said I realized was like, oh, we need to be a little more critical in the way in what we're doing and how we're doing it. Right. So corporates and business owners alike, we all have to watch that why. And we need to understand as we're doing these virtual conferences and they are a great thing, why are we doing them? Right, right, right. And I think for me, if I was, you know, a corporate and thinking like, okay, for this year, you know, we've trying to increase our spend with a particular group. Mm -hmm. A lot of my efforts would be centered around that group as opposed to just random stuff. Because if my goals yep. are towards that, then that would be, I'm making every effort to get to that place. And mm -hmm. when I'm not, when you're not making every effort, you're making a conscious decision to not meet that goal too. And I don't think people realize that. I, I completely agree with you. And again, we get back to lowering barriers, right? Well, I used to hear all the time from my, my lines of business, oh, I can't attend that conference because blah, blah, blah meeting, blah, blah, blah event, blah, blah, blah product, product rollout, right? Okay, I get it. That, I want you to make the business money because I enjoy getting paid. But at some point, I do also need you to meet all of these cadre of suppliers that we have out there to see this new talent, to see these new products, to kind of expand your horizons a little bit in this. And now that it's all virtual, I'm like, I need 15 minutes at two o'clock on this link, right? And that's it. I mean, that's how, that's how granular we can get with it now. And how much easier is that to have a conversation with a very busy manager? And don't get me wrong, I think they're all very busy and I, and I get it. But you can give me 15 minutes two weeks out on your calendar to attend a link to meet this supplier. So then suppliers, if you know that's the deal, come ready, right? Be ready, have the lights, have the mics, be ready to go. Yes, 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 yes. I think, you know, that's a good topic for us um, on one of our future episodes is mm -hmm. if you've got 15 minutes 
the 15 minute pitch. Yeah. What do you do with that 15 minutes? How do you really articulate your value? So I think that we can more, we've, more we've got to it come, guys. more to come. We've, we've got a good setup for this next one. We do. All righty. Thank you for joining us today. Yes. We look forward to your feedback, comments, and questions. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.